going to throw it. And he's got the touchdown! Here's Brady's pass. It's Gronkowski! Oh! Max strips it! He is unbelievable! Welcome to the Tabor Gridiron Podcast, the next episode here where we talk about football. I'm Steven, here with my son Isaac, and each week we just basically break down some highlights, no specific team each week, kind of what's happening around the league, what the the big highlight is, what the big games are, or the big mess-ups, and kind of really what's happening, what we like, what we don't like, and sometimes we have guests as well, sometimes mm-hmm. just Isaac and I hanging out here, doing our thing as well. You can like us and follow us anywhere you like podcasts. You can send us an email anytime, tabergridiron at gmail.com. You can also comment and send us comments through the Podbean app, and we'd appreciate any likes and shares and follows. So, Isaac, every week there kind of is, well, something that defines that week of football. Yeah. And whether it's an epic win, an epic loss, something that happens, some injury that happens. And this week, pretty much if you look up, stuff about the NFL, stuff about this week. It's all over social media. You basically just Google the NFL right now, and you're going to get the good old classic butt punt that happened. Yeah. I mean, you can easily not talk about it, but it is funny. It, it was, was very funny. funny. It was it was a funny situation to watch. Dolphins, Bills, we'll talk about that, break that game down in a second here, but you're backed up in your own end zone, the Dolphins. It's a short punt. And poor punter, you know, he didn't really have a whole lot of room to do his thing. The guy in front of him needed to kind of scoot up a little bit. Everybody's kind of smashed full punt and just bounces off his backside. It ends up being a safety. Bills get points out of it. It it, it was a, a funny situation. That was a very funny situation. That was like the highlight of my day right there. And it was just, yeah, it was a very cramped area. So there wasn't really... um much opportunity to like get it off and so the guy he was I felt bad I felt bad for both of them honestly because what what I think was funny though is how quick like it happened and it happened in the game and just how quick everybody was just pictures and posts and and all these things of the butt punt the butt punt and just how quick it turned into the butt punt Mm -hmm. was kind of funny and yeah it is kind of the highlight of the NFL. It was kind of the highlight of the NFL. And that Bills and Dolphins game had a lot more stuff that went down in there. And first off, the crazy thing is the Dolphins and the Eagles, which are two like last year, you wouldn't even notice those teams. They are literally the only undefeated teams left. It is crazy how this is tur- how this season is turning out. It, it is. And I, I thought that the Bills would have... It, I was excited for this game. Because the Dolphins had that epic comeback last week. Oh, yeah. They were going to battle out with the Bills. And again, why we watch football? Because you never know what is going to happen. The Bills pretty much did dominate as far as yards, performance. Josh Allen, just, I, I, he's he's on a different level right now. And he did just a fantastic job. I mean, he was all over the place. The yards, over 400 yards throwing, two touchdowns, 63 times he threw the ball. Like that that's a ton. I mean the the offense of the Bills was just rolling. The defense of the Dolphins did enough to kind of contain and hold things. They did have a fumble late which, you know, ends up getting points. They had the safety at the Bills got. Mm-hmm. The Bills had a chance to kind of get back into the game, ran out of time. There was a little bit of a mess up as far as spiking the ball. 
they'll they'll kind of clean that up and just kind of, you know, I'd rather those things happen in the regular season, especially early on, and kind of learn from those things. Definitely thought the Bills were going to be able to take this, but Miami played really well. Miami and, played amazing. I mean, hats off to them doing what they needed to do. Yeah, I'm very impressed with Miami, and, and I'm really impressed with Tua. He is a great quarterback. Honestly, last year I didn't, he was kind of just one of those quarterbacks where I'm just like, yeah, he's one of those like, some teams, they just go through quarterbacks so fast, and I'm like, uh, he kind of seems like one of those. But this year, no, he is he is a keeper. He's one that, and especially, I like the what they have now is they have like a veteran receiver, Tyreek Hill, on the team. It's great when you have a good um, quarterback that can do it's, that can do their thing, but it's really great when you have a veteran receiver that can run the routes and really make it easier for the quarterback to get to them. And I just think that's great for Tua, especially as a newer quarterback. Well, and then you got Jalen Waddell, who's just totally taking off this year, which I really believe is because of Tyreek Hill. So Tyreek has taken a lot of the attention, having some great games, and then it's allowing Waddell to just really be open and for Tua to really be on the same page with him. So it's it's really the Dolphins, they're they're, they're going somewhere. They're solid. I I like them at 3-0. The Eagles, on the other hand... They're doing a really good job. Their their quarterback is doing a great job. Their overall team, they're fighting hard. I'm impressed with the Eagles. I do think they are one of the better teams in the NFC right now. But I I, I need to see I need to see them beat a higher caliber team right now to really see how they're going to go. The, they're three and zero, and their wins were against the Lions, the Vikings, and the Commanders. Okay, that's I didn't know that. It's not now, saying a whole lot for me. For that, me, yeah, I, I, I'm I need sorry. I need you to beat somebody like the Bills, the Buccaneers, the yeah. Packers. You know, just you, you, I want to see them really step up and play. That's true. So I, I don't want to diminish that three and zero, but I'm not too like impressed with three and zero. And to be honest with you, the Eagles kind of have a a smooth sailing road to the playoffs. Really. And I can see them making it just based on their schedule. I mean, their next couple games, Jaguars, then you got the Cardinals. Okay, that's a decent, Cardinals could happen. Decent, yeah. But then, I mean, Cowboys, Texans, Commanders again, the Colts, the Giants, the Titans, the Bears, and the Saints. They're struggling teams. They're not playing really anybody that is really a challenge. Now, again, yeah. anything can happen any week. Mm-hmm. I get that. The but Jaguars actually played pretty well this week. They, so. they did. And, you know, but again, are they consistent week in and week out? Mm-hmm. No. And that's that's the concern. That's the problem. Again, I don't want to diminish their win. They did a really good job and they really handled and did what they needed to do. Jalen Hurts has been playing very well. Oh, very well. These last several games. He has been playing very well. And I like to see he's a very explosive quarterback and who can run because, like, some quarterbacks. They can just throw the ball, and they don't really like escaping the pocket, but he's not afraid of that. He's able to just run in there and do his thing. And honestly, when I first saw the 3-0 and up there, like one of the, un- the only un- undefeated teams, I thought, wow, they're like really good. But now that you're saying, like, oh, they played these teams, I'm just like, ah, ah, that's not really, that's not really saying much. But, but in one sense, though, it's good for Jalen Hurts because he kind of gets to play his game. He gets... They're, they are winning. They are moving the ball. They are playing well. And that just builds confidence. It does. So I think that, 
you know, them playing the way that they're playing right now is going to allow them to be contenders against a higher caliber team. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to allow him. I really like watching him play. He's got a little bit of that Michael Vick yeah. aspect going on, Donovan McNabb going on, which I think is just really cool. I know some guys a little before your time here, yeah, I was looking at me a little like, who? Um, but it's cool seeing him doing his thing and, and what's going on. So, I, we we don't really have to dive into this, but the Bears did win. They did. They did pull off a win. It was a little bit of an ugly game. So I, I want to bring in a guest here, Isaac. And I want to bring in somebody that, well, was at the game. So we get first-hand eyewitness account of this ugly Bears game. <laughs> and so, yeah, let's let's bring on Zeke. So Zeke is a good friend of ours, and he's a football fan. Again, we like to have some fans on, some guests on, different people in and out on the Tabor Gridiron podcast. So excited to be able to have Zeke, who was at the game. And, well, Zeke, thanks for being with us here on the Tabor Gridiron podcast. Yeah, thank you. And first off, just want to ask, how was the game, actually? You know, it was it was pretty great. You know, obviously ending up with uh, a win at the end was uh, made it, you know, just worth it but uh, the stadium was electric most of the time and a pretty fun game to be at because that first half for both teams was just uh, it was riveting um and especially that first quarter um it felt like we had the action of uh, a normal bears game <laughs> the whole game packed into that first that first quarter um which was pretty exciting to to see and to be at so yeah overall great experience now i call it you know an, an ugly game. Do you do you agree? I mean, it was Bears Texans again. They did pull off the win, but I'm kind of like, eh, it was against the Texans. Like to me, a, a win is a win, and you got it. I, I get, I get that. But come on, you had one job: beat the. I don't care if you lose all the games, win two games this year, and beat the Packers, and you got your butts kicked last yeah. week, and then. I don't know. Kind of took out the wind out of my sails to be like, oh yeah, you just beat Davis Mills and the Texans. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty ugly at some points. You know, the couple of interceptions um, from my vantage point, they were they were not too far from uh, where we were sitting. And it was just like, I'm looking at the field going like, there's nobody, there's nobody. And, and then he fires and it's like, yeah, he fires it right to um, <laughs> the opposite team Bo- both times. So like, there's a few things like, I don't know what he was seeing. The guy next to me was accusing um fields of playing for the Texans. Um, of course, as a classic <laughs> Chicago fan would. Yeah, it was, it, there was a lot of ugly moments. There was uh, a lot of good moments though, too, um, to kind of see them push through, you know, that Roquan had a pretty good game um, even before he, he had that pick at the end. So that was exciting to see like some of the players really shining. Our passing game had, there was like nothing, obviously the state show it like they, they, were terrible, but uh, the running game had some really good openings, and the line was able to do, despite being just a constant barrage from the Texans, um, they were able to open up some holes and get some uh, get some good yardage on the ground. So yeah, no, for I thought Khalil Herbert did a good job stepping up. I, I, if the Texans defense stopped the run game, we would have been in trouble because, as you said, yeah, the passing yeah. game was non-existent. Right. I, actually, I want I was a little disappointed because I was disappointed last week. And then the same thing happened. I mean, here against the Packers, he barely threw the ball. Like, how are you supposed you, you threw the ball 11 times, seven completions. 
and then you expect to beat the Packers. And then here, even this week, he only threw it 17 times, eight completions. I I, I want to see more out of Justin Fields. I mean, you go out on the flip side and you watch Josh Allen with the Bills. He had 400 yards. He threw the ball 63 times. I mean, yeah, the Bills still lost, but like the Bears have struggled for with having a quarterback for years, and I was hoping that was going to change. Well, for me, you know, the one thing when I was watching, I kept wondering, you know, how confident are they in fields? Is it, is it a lack of confidence in fields or is it a lack of confidence in the receiving team? Um, because, you know, honestly, they, they didn't even set up to throw it that many times, um, like you said. And so, um, yeah, thank God the running game had some momentum, but it was really disappointing to see, like, they threw, like, one long one um, that I remember, and it was, like, nowhere near where it needed to be. Right. So, and I don't know if that's a misread or if it's just, if, if that's field. It's really hard to tell at that point, you know? Well, see, and then that's what's hard. I mean, if you're not even setting up to, to be passing and to doing that and you're relying on the run game, as a fan watching the games at home, it seems like year in, year out, it's the same song and dance. And then we continue mm-hmm. to get new management or new coaches. And here again, we have new coaches, brand new management. And yet, visually watching on the TV, you feel like it's just the same song and dance. Do you feel that way being at that game? Is it a different environment? You know, you're not hearing the announcers break things down. You're not hearing the announcers uh, ridicule the Bears and the quarterback and the running game that you're just kind of seeing everything that's happening. Is it a different atmosphere being there or is it kind of like you're still just as frustrated going, this is the same song and dance? No, it's, it's definitely a different perspective. And, um, and I would say some, cause you have a different vantage point and especially like we were like right on the, right on the end zone, right on the line. We we're looking across the end zone oh, nice. um, and from the 300 level in the, in the United club, which was just fantastic seats. So you could see, the whole field and you can kind of see a good spectrum. And, uh, and so, you know, a lot of times it's, it, you're able to watch the plays unfold and, um, and, and it's, and so is, you know, the rest of the audience. And you can hear like when somebody's wide open, you know, everybody picks up and that's something that you're not going to see on, uh, uh, you know, on uh, watching on TV, but the whole stadium just kind of like is like pointing at the open receiver and like and like shouting right. like throw the ball, you know. Um, so it's fun to see that, and so you can see a little bit more. But also, you have the pressure. Like there was a couple times where, you know, the defensive line really broke through and like untouched and came at Fields, and it's like he's got a you know our our O line, which again is I would say is singing the singing our our normal song. Um, they're not great and they where they did some good things to open up some holes for uh, you know Herbert they also you know made some big holes and didn't even touch some of the defense coming through and and Fields was able to dodge some and not dodge some other ones and it's like really kind of shut down the play so I think honestly the offensive line is a, is a huge area um, and it's been for years um, and now that like I think Fields is a great quarterback I think he's young and he's got a lot to learn um, where we see some of these maybe rookie mistakes still coming out of him. But, like, it's when you got a 350-pound dude coming at you that nobody touched on the way to slow him down. Um, that's a pretty scary moment. <laughs> yeah, that is a scary moment. And I just uh, – what do you think about Lovey Smith? Um, you know, it was it was good to have him in the house again. I think he's, he's well-respected by Bears fans. He actually got an applause when he came out. Um, so, which was nice That's to awesome. see, um, nice. especially, 
yeah, especially from Chicago fans who uh, can in any sport can usually be pretty critical. Um, the one thing I would say, like that man builds defense and, and even though we were playing, you know, we could say just the Texans, um, that, that man, um, knows how to build defense and, and he did what he did does successfully, uh, in Chicago. And he was almost able to stop us. I think that was cool aspect to, to see him there. And I think that was part of the ugly game that you can, you know, how many of the games, around the league that even happened that are kind of ugly. I mean, even, you know, the Broncos game, the score is 10 to 11, but it was Mm -hmm. kind of an ugly game, but it was a very defensive game. And so those games happen, and historically those have happened with Lovey Smith and the Bears. I mean, how many ugly games have we had, so to speak, but it really was just the defenses going back and forth. So offensively it looks ugly, but he was. He was a master at creating that defense. Now, the the Texans did struggle a little bit against the run game, and that's my concern, and you mentioned it as well. I mean, we opened up some holes for Herbert. Obviously, it stinks that Montgomery goes out. Hopefully, he comes back for them sooner than later. Right. But if the Texans would have shut that down, what 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 is the Bears? Like, what, what, what do they do? You throw in the ball 11 times, all of a sudden now you can't run the ball. I mean, it could have been a slaughter just if, if the Texans – didn't allow the holes that Herbert was able to go through. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We had not, we had nothing <laughs> uh, without the run game, um, you know, on Sunday. So it, it was, you know, like I said, you know, great. And like you said, great stuff happened with the run game, but like if they were able to stop that even a little bit more, you know, we would have been crying in our seats. So Isaac has not been to, well, any football game, no, uh, let alone a Bears game. So, uh, Zeke, as we close here, just describe, or I guess, what is it? What is it like? You said it was electric at the beginning, and just being around all the fans, and just being in the in the stadium. But kind of paint that picture a little bit for Isaac of watching on TV versus being there. Is it one worth being there? Is it you know you get that different perspective? You're so used to watching it on the TV. You get your commercial breaks. You can get up and get your food, run to the restroom whenever you want easily, you know, as well. It's right there. You get all the announcers kind of talking and analyzing the game and breaking things down. That all kind of goes away when you're there, but it's such a different experience. So, yeah, I guess I want to like paint that picture for him of what what's your thoughts of being there? Would you go again? Are you like, yeah, I love watching football at this game? Or I was just like, yeah, that was a cool experience, but I'd rather sit on the couch. Yeah, honestly, for for me and my experience, I'd go every week if I had tickets. Um, it's there's just an environment. It's like you know, we've all thrown parties in our house, um, Super Bowl parties or Bears Packers parties, and you know, or been to like you know a, a restaurant, a sports bar, um, and you get that that excitement and like everybody's cheering for the same thing. So it's like be that times, you know, a hundred, right. Mm-hmm. There's 62,000 62, people in there and they're all, um, or most of them, you know, cheering for your team. So the, before the game starts, there's just like this anticipation and everybody's excited. You know, they do a lot of things to kind of hype the crowd and, and, um, you know, even just, but, you know, from the national anthem, get we there was a flyover at this game, and there is most games, but um, just doing the national anthem, getting the flyover, and just like it builds that like collective, like we're all here together, we're all um, 
Americans per se, and we're all united together in this moment um, for our our favorite team. And and honestly, um, <clears throat> those people will be just excited even if they if they had a loss. Yeah, and that that's something I, I love being a part of, <laughs> you know, because like we're, we're all in this together. But then as the game goes on and the the frustrating moments, like there was a, there was a it was at the at the end of the first half when the they decided not to to keep on going. Right. They got they got they got booed off the field. Um, and so it was like the fans expressed their displeasure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sixty two thousand right. of them, you know. <laughs> and um and so again, that is just like letting like that's the only way that we can convey to the management that like that was a bad decision. <laughs> you yeah. know? And you get to be a you get to be a part of that, you know. And then of course, um you know, for the the touchdowns and the and the and the scores that we had, but really, it really came to the end of the game when everybody's like holding their breath. They got the ball back with with time to march it down the field, and have uh, Roquan pick that off. Literally, people were jumping, screaming, throwing stuff, like high fiving, and like at that moment, like we were high fiving three rows back, right? <laughs> and and that's like every everybody's best friends at that moment. Because it's just like we knew that saved the game and just nobody could be happier. And there's there's something to being said, you know, when you watch it on TV, you you don't get that experience, but you, you do get the announcers and the replays and the and all of that stuff. So that you don't see, so you don't kind of know what's going on as detailed as you would on TV. But you know, you swap the experiences. Yeah. Well, see that Isaac and I were just talking about that a couple of weeks ago of just how sports in general, but football, it brings people together. And mm-hmm. basically everything that you just said, obviously just heightened by 100, which I think is super cool. But you do get that experience if you go to, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings or something, and there's all these people there, and they're cheering for, you know, the same team or groups of people, and it's people you've never even met. I mean, here you go to a game, and you're high five and three rows back, and you have no idea who that dude even is, but it's just everybody's there. We're on the same page. We're cheering. So it kind of just brings people together. It doesn't matter what you're struggling with, what you're going through, who you are, background, anything. It's just, hey, we're all there. We're having a good time. And it is cool to me how that can just bring people together and you could just have fun, cheer for your team and or boo your team. Uh, fans are hilarious to me. We were watching another game. Actually, it was the Broncos with Russell Wilson, how you can literally go from booing and they're, you hear the whole stadium booing on TV, and then you know the next play they get a first down, and they're, it's just a first down. It's not like they even scored, and they're all cheering, and they're all happy. And, and I'm like, you know, fans are so easily swayed and, and wishy-washy that way. They just want to see their team do good, and they just want to see their team win. So I'm happy for the Bears. I'm happy for you that you were able to be there. Hopefully, Isaac, we can get you at a game sometime yeah. to experience this. And you never know what's going to happen. So, Zeke, hey, I appreciate you being here on the Tabor Gridiron podcast yeah, and, thank you. and sharing your experience. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. For sure. Thank you for coming. Zeke is awesome. And before we wrap up here, I just want to touch a little bit on the Bucks and Packers game. Where do we even start? There's so much. Obviously, this there was so much. We well, had the wrong. two old guys. The two old guys, yeah. But there's honestly. A lot wrong with this game. First off, I just want to address it. Aaron Rodgers' haircut is even worse than last year. If that was even possible, he. Oh my! I dear. love that. That's where you're going. Yeah, I'm sorry. That that I'm sorry. It's literally just like the two strands on the side. I'm just like I preferred the man bun. Like, no. All right. Anyway, 
even though his haircut's bad, he did pull off a win, which I don't know if it was him playing really good or Tom Brady just not playing at his Tom Brady level. Like That's an interesting aspect. I, I even last week, I, Tom Brady is struggling. He is struggling. I, I don't, I, Tom, we, 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 we're Tom Brady fans. We are Tom Brady I, fans. He, I've been watching him since his rookie year. I, so no disrespect for Tom Brady, but he looks older now. Mm-hmm. And his body's slowing down a little bit. He doesn't look as sharp. He's not as accurate. Yeah. There, there's a lot kind of going on with Tom Brady that isn't really the Tom Brady of old, but that's because he's getting older. And yeah. that's, you're, you're just, that's naturally going to happen. You've seen it with so many different quarterbacks. Not saying that he can't play at a high level. Just what we're seeing right now. That's what I'm struggling with going like, is 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 it just Tom not really stepping up and doing his thing? Or did the Packers really just outplay? Did Aaron Rodgers dominate? Did the defense dominate? Or is Tom Brady kind of self-destructing? He is kind of uh actually I can't say that. I really don't know at this point. And obviously he there was a lot of controversy during the start of this year as someone said he was retiring, then he's not, then he is. It was just back and forth. And now that's all clear, and we know he is playing. But my question is, should have should he have just retired? Because obviously, I think Tom Brady's immortal. He'll never die. He'll just keep playing forever. <laughs> but um, I gotta know at a point there's there's a point you just can't anymore. And obviously, you can you can just go and Gronk retired, and he's he's living it up. He's in a lot of commercials. He's 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 getting paid well, and um. So maybe that is the thing for Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, I kind of want him to retire. But, right. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, the team with the, the Packers are actually doing decent this year. They don't have Devontae Adams anymore, so that was kind of a, a blow to them. Which, side but, note on that, though, Devontae Adams is on the Raiders, and they're 0-3. Oh, so, wow. So, yeah, Devontae's probably like, send me back to the yeah, Packers. <laughs> You know, every team, it's just it's not just one player. You know, it's not just, oh, send Devontae Adams to the Raiders and they're going to automatically do good or better. Exactly. Are they? Is it going to help the team? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing. Take away Devontae Adams and the Packers are going to struggle. They're not playing at that same elite level, but Aaron Rodgers is making things happen with or without him and with whoever he has on the field. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It it was a pretty pretty weird game. Only fourteen to twelve. It wasn't a high scoring game. Very ugly or defensive game. Yeah. And well, it was I, the same thing we said with Zeke. Mm-hmm. The ten to eleven, you know, game. The ten to eleven game was the second time that has happened. Really? We, I mean, here we can talk about you know we talked about the butt punt. We opened with the butt punt. We can close with history being made. And history, in a sense, technically was made. San Francisco 49ers, Denver Broncos, the score was 11-10. to 10, And that is the only second time that that has happened in NFL history. Wow. It, Remarkable. I mean, it, it's, it's an awkward score, 11-10. It's very to 10, awkward. You know, in how, how does that even happen, though? Because you can't really get one point. Well, so a safety happened. Oh, So okay. that's why. So, yeah, you get two points on the safety, so you can... You know, yeah, you it, can get a touchdown, field goal, then safety. Well, yeah, but if you had three field goals, so three, six, nine, safety, ten, eleven. Oh, okay, and then the other team had a touchdown and a field goal, so it it was an ugly game. You were just kind of like, "What is going on?" Russell Wilson, 
He's struggling. He is. Pretty, uh, he's struggling. They, they got the win. It's another one of those ugly games. But we made history. 10-11 mm-hmm. to 11 score. 10 to All right, 11. as we close here, Isaac, kind of excited. It's going to be fun. This weekend it starts. There's a couple London games happening. Yeah. So Minnesota. We, Minnesota, New Orleans. It's going to be good. Nice and early. 9.30 Eastern time, 8.30 Central time if you're waking up and watching some football. But they got a couple games throughout the year in these next couple weeks that are going to be in London. That's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of fun to watch and see what happens. It is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And we hope you'll come back here and join us. And, yeah, we have a lot of good things coming up, a lot of good guests coming up. You definitely want to stay subscribed and comment. Give us an email anytime. Cool. We'll talk next week. See you.